Welcome to the Faith and Money Podcast. My name is Keith Conley. I am a certified financial planner and certified kingdom advisor. I specialize in working with faith-based business owners, ministers, and churches to apply expert financial knowledge along with the wisdom gleaned from the Bible. Uh, today, we're going to be missing our co-host, Crystal. Uh, we just had an interesting week where our schedule really didn't mix, and uh, we are expecting here in the future, though, some great meetings with Crystal and I, as well as uh, some guests. We're going to be having an apologist come on uh, here in the near future, as well as some attorneys and, and tax professionals to talk about uh, money and, and, and the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you have a question or a comment about the podcast, you're welcome to reach out to us at faithandmoneypodcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and send us your questions, your comments, uh, and we would love to interact with you. We're very excited to see our, our subscription list uh, growing and hope to continue to bring great value uh, to all of our listeners. And as we think about discipleship, in the area of biblical financial stewardship. So today we are gonna talk about why the Bible says that it's a good thing to make plans. And I know what some of you are thinking. Some of you are thinking that uh, the Bible tells us that we shouldn't make plans, or it may say some things that uh, need to be qualified. And as with much of of our Christian faith and the Bible's teaching, it needs to be qualified. It's both and. You know, the Bible tells us that it, we need to make plans, and the Bible says that we need to be careful when making plans. So this is the topic of our uh, episode today, and we'll definitely be relating that to financial plans, whether that's a, you know, an expert-produced financial plan by someone like myself, or, or maybe uh, just developing a budget. Many of us go throughout life kind of wandering aimlessly without any real uh, plans about things that we actually care about. You know, we all care about money and, and, and want to use it well, but so many of us, you know, do not make plans for our money. You know, we go from one event to another in our life, you know, putting out fires and keeping problems at bay. Uh, but we never really sit down and take the time and, and talk with our spouses or, or think about the things that we really care about and planning how to achieve uh, those things that we've always wanted to do. You know, but at the same time, we make plans for many things. I don't know anyone who turns on the oven to bake a pizza before they've gone to the grocery store to get the ingredients to make the dough. I mean, naturally, you need to go to the grocery store before you turn on the oven. Otherwise, you might come home to uh, a burned up house. Uh, if you're going on errands, a number of errands on an afternoon, you, you think about the best route to get to where you want to go. You know, and, and when it comes to money plans, you know, what, what should we be planning for? You know, the first thing that I can think of is planning for our vocation. I remember when I was in high school, I would just look for any job, anyone that would hire me. And I remember after a particular difficult circumstance, after 
my wife and I were married uh, where I was looking for work and, and it was very difficult. And so I was just applying for anything and everything, but I didn't really have a plan. And I realize now that if I had had a plan, I might've been able to get a job that would have been better uh, for my wife and I. Uh, but planning for your vocation, you know, requires a lot of things. It might require some form of education or experience, some mentoring, um, some networking, you know, preparing for that next promotion uh, takes work and it takes a plan. We can't just assume that we're going to do the, the, the things necessary to get that promotion just because we show up for work every day. Life doesn't work that way. Uh, another thing that we ought to make plans for is budgeting. I mean, that's an obvious thing. The thing I always say about a budget is that it's all well and good to make a budget. It's, it's good to plan, you know, what your expenses are and how much you're going to spend on those things. But if you don't track it and follow it, the budget's worth the ink on the paper that it's found on. Uh, and, and so another thing that we ought to plan for is goals. Now, by goals, what I mean are, you know, short-term goals, uh, long midterm goals and long-term goals. Uh, and, and when you have a, a big goal, say such you want to have a certain amount of net worth or you want to be able to stop working at your full-time vocation at a certain period of time, it's always good to give those goals a date and a time uh, and work backwards. So in, instead of saying, hey, I want to have a, a $2 million net worth, uh, it, it's good to put a date on that and then have smaller intervals where you might accumulate, say, $250,000 or $100,000 by a certain date until you can reach that goal that, that you're wanting to achieve, uh, ultimately. The other thing about planning uh, for your money is that you need a process. You need a roadmap to getting to where you want to be. Uh, and when you fit, and when you understand what it is that you need to accomplish to get where you want to go, then you need to implement it. You need to follow the directions. Otherwise, if you create a roadmap and take a different turn, it doesn't work out the way you want it. But at the same time, we always know that life changes uh, and you need to monitor that plan and make changes as necessary. It's kind of like when you're driving in your car and you're using your phone or your Bluetooth on in your car to tell you directions and, and the directions change suddenly because there's a traffic accident above you and it's taking you around the accident. You know, just our life happens that way. There's always twists and turns. There's always things that changes, circumstances change, and you need to be flexible with your plans so that uh, you can adjust and, and make changes as necessary. So what does the Bible say exactly about making plans? You know, the, the many people say, you know, if you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans. We've all heard that saying. Uh, when I think of, of what the Bible says about plans, I think about Abraham uh, and how he grew a very large flock of sheep. Now, there's nothing in there that in the Bible in Genesis that says anything about Abraham's plans, but you know, we know that he was successful in growing a very large flock of sheep. And so he had to plan for many different things to grow his flock. It didn't happen by accident. 
you know, one of the things that he had to think about was, you know, protection of his sheep from predators. Uh, he had to make plans to make sure that that wolves or lions or other types of predators weren't able to kill his sheep because as, if they were to kill his sheep, his, his flock is not going to grow. He had to make plans for taking the flock to food and water in different seasons. You know, there would be different times a year where there would be more water and more food in other places. And so he had to be ready to make plans to move his flock whenever uh, it was necessary. He also had to prepare for the birthing of lambs. Uh, he had to be prepared to be able to help the, the mothers uh, with the lambs and, and, and have them in a place where they would be safe and, and comfortable and that they wouldn't lose their life. He, need to, he needed to be there and he needed experience to know how to do all things to grow his flock of sheep. And, and with that wisdom, God blessed him with a very large flock. Some of you probably don't know that I, I actually love gardening. I had a, a, a very large garden when I lived in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, I had 35 tomato plants and I did some other stuff. I, I built raised beds and you know, planting a garden requires a lot of plants. You gotta take a lot of things into consideration. Uh, you had to consider you know, the size of, of the plot of land that you were gonna plant the garden on. You had to think about watering patterns, sunlight in the different seasons, because with vegetables and produce, certain things like hot weather were some just like a little bit cooler weather. The broccoli would come early in the, in the spring, whereas the tomato and the corn would come later in the summer. And you need to take all that into consideration. Uh, and some plants need more sunlight than others. So you gotta make sure that you understand what direction the sun is gonna be facing at certain parts of the day uh, and where your produce can be grown to get more or less sunlight, depending on whatever the, that particular produce prefers. The fact is that we spend more time on average planning our vacation than for our wealth. And a wealthy person like Abraham in the Bible spent plenty of time thinking about how to grow his flock so that he would have that provision. You know, one of the things that I really enjoy doing with my clients is taking them through an exercise, teaching them how to understand how their values should help them form their goals and their plans. So often we have these plans and ideas that of things that we'd like to accomplish, but we don't know why. I've often said that having a net worth as a goal is, is a poor plan or a poor goal. It, having a goal of, of a particular net worth, for example, or, or this amount of assets is not a real goal. It's what those assets can help you accomplish that you should be planning for. We don't plan for a net worth. We plan to have the freedom to be radically generous or to stop working or to have provision, uh, but we don't plan for a net worth. But some people think the idea of planning is not 
biblical. They, they avoid it because they want to just trust God. And they appeal to passages like James chapter 4, where James writes, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. This verse is not saying that you shouldn't have a plan. This verse is saying that we need to take the Lord into account for any plans that we are making. God does have a way of humbling us by stopping our plans. It's kind of like the family that goes on vacation. They go to the beach and they have a hotel way up high overlooking the ocean. And then when they wake up in the morning, little Johnny is, is sick. And they have to spend the whole day in the hotel looking out the window until Johnny's feeling better. You made all these plans and now you have to wait another day. You know, life happens. Things get changed on a moment's notice and, and we have to be prepared for those things. You know, yet, you know, we need to think about when we make plans and how to bring the Lord into our plans. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. So when you're making your plans, we need to honor the Lord and his holiness, and we need to include him in our plans and asking for his blessing and his guidance, committing to prayer, whatever it is that we're setting out to do. It's perfectly legitimate to set high goals and to have great plans, but let's include the Lord, Lord in them. And we ought to never forget that our greatest plan is to see God honored and glorified. Yes, God's will will not and purpose will not be stopped. And, and we ought to pray that his will be done in our plans. The other thing about plans that we'll close out here saying is that the Bible tells us that we need a guide to help us accomplish what we've set out to do. Proverbs 15.22 says, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. The fact is that you already have many advisors. You may have some uh, medical doctors. You may have a coach or a teacher who is advising you on different aspects of your life. One of the advisors I'm gonna be seeing soon is my mechanic because there's a problem with my, the transmission in my car. Not really looking forward to that conversation, but I know that Irving is mechanic and an advisor and man of God. But with making plans for your finances, you're also gonna have many different advisors. You're gonna have your financial advisor, maybe an insurance agent, a property and casualty insurance agent for your home, uh, an auto insurance. You're gonna have a, a, perhaps a CPA or tax professional. You may have an investment professional. There are people today who are, are um, getting trained to become what are called financial
potential. Uh, so as we close out here, I want to ask you, what plans for your finances are you ready to make and to start doing? Are you going to start budgeting or figuring out how to get out of debt? Are you going to make a plan to get that next promotion or start your savings? Perhaps you need to start planning your investing or perhaps the end goal of, any, of all our money uh, is to plan for radical generosity. And if I can be of assistance to you and pointing you in the right direction, maybe making an introduction, you know, feel free to reach out to me at faithandmoneypodcast at gmail.com. Until the next time, I thank you for listening. And, and if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe and share this podcast with others.